0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the last Sunday of the month, which means it's time for Chef Kelly Williamson, who is also known as the plant based kitchenista. She's going to be making her own dinner for herself tonight for Christmas Eve. It is a Ratatouille lasagna and an Italian salad. Please welcome her to the show. Happy day before Christmas. Thank you. You too. Yay. I guess, uh,
1: hope you're enjoying wherever, wherever you're at. Hopefully you're enjoying some nice weather or you're getting the snow that everybody's looking for for Christmas.
0: So we are here in Colorado. Uh, why do Why do we want a white Christmas? I like a sunny Christmas. You know, I don't know either.
1: I, I know one time and stuff, we went down to, um, not Sedona, but... I can't even think of it, like somewhere in Arizona and stuff. And it was like, they had, you know, it was nice and it was like 70 degrees and they had the palm trees lit up. It was so pretty. I was like, you know, that's not bad. I could take that. Better no. than the better than snow. Yeah.
0: Yep. I, I, the only thing I miss about living in the desert actually is the weather. I don't miss the snakes, spiders, and scorpions. Man, they had big spiders in the desert. I haven't seen a bug in two years since I've lived in Northern California. I think it's too cold, cold for them.
1: Yay. I I, would, I could do without the bugs. There's a lot of people that where we moved and stuff, they have, they back up to a green belt because everybody wanted to have, you know, the open land behind them. But the same thing, they're getting mice and snakes and spiders and all kinds of things like that in their basements. And I'm like, I'm good. I don't need that. No yep.
0: We'd always get a lot of crickets in the desert too. And you can yeah. never see them, but you can hear them all night. And they would get into
1: certain places, like you try to find them and you you couldn't, you can't find them. They get into like in between the walls and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, they're bad.
0: I remember when I moved to the desert, I lived there myself for three months while Charles continued to work in LA. And I kept hearing them. I didn't know, you know, exactly what it was or where it was. And I, and the neighbor said, oh yeah, well there, don't worry, the scorpions will eat them. I go scorpions. And sure enough, and the scorpions, I'm not kidding. They were like this big. They freaked me out. when you're not used to them, it's really tough to get used to something like that in your sixties.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, it's like when you open up the door and something's standing there and it's like, you know, you try to kind of push it away, you know, outside or something like that. And it rears, I, I was in New Mexico and a big bug reared up at me and I was like, okay, fine. You stay there. I just, I closed the door and went back inside. I was like, Ugh. I,
0: can't, I can't imagine our ancestors. They must've dealt with that a lot more than we did.
1: And they slept on the ground. Think about that. So you get stuff crawling on you at night.
0: (laughs) What did people do in the old days about the cold though? I mean, we, you know, I I can't imagine living in cold climates back before living indoors.
1: I have a feeling they did a lot of the, you know, like that. Unfortunately, the, the bear rugs and things like that. That's probably what they did. And then they, you know, would sleep right next to a fire, you know, like open fires and all that. But that is not, you know, you watch all those like Yellowstone and all those, you know, movies that are really good to watch, but you're like, Yeah, I'm not sure everybody smelled really good back then, so I don't think anybody really cared.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I I like to give everybody that's vegan a voice on this show if they'd like a chance. And when I interview the raw fooders, you know, and they talk about how it's not natural to cook the food and things like that, but I think we've been cooking a lot longer than we've not been cooking. How did they survive, you know, all the cold, our ancestors moving, you know, going west and stuff if they didn't cook their food? I can't imagine any of our ancestors really being a raw fooder.
1: I can't either because it's, you know, you think about that, you know, when you're cold and you've got, you know, just to have something in your belly and stuff, it was probably things like oatmeal and greens and, and those type of things, but you wouldn't eat those raw. So yeah, I would assume they would have cooked too.
0: Yeah. So yeah. And that is what you're going to do today. That's what I'm going to do. So are we ready to get started? Let's do it. All right.
1: So we're going to start making the ratatouille. so there's, as you can see over here, there's a lot of color going and ratatouille is one of the most, probably one of the most pretty ones that you can make because you've got, you know, you've got yellow, um, red, got yellow bell peppers, red bell peppers, orange bell peppers, you get tomatoes, you've got zucchini, yellow squash. And it's pretty much one of those ones that, you know, you can do it very, um, very, I guess, like normal, the way that most people would do it and use the right vegetables. But then think about it too. If you've got some things that are in your refrigerator, like maybe you have a little bit of broccoli that's starting to, maybe get a little bit on the yellow side or you just want to use it because you know it's going to be like two days from being going bad, put those kind of things in there. It doesn't hurt in the lasagna and just makes it better and it cleans out your fridge, which is really nice. So let me get some vegetable broth in there. Just a little bit. Don't put a lot just because it's your vegetables and stuff are going are going to give you quite a bit of moisture, especially with your tomatoes. And if you get too much, then you're going to have to dip it out. So, all right. So we've got zucchini. So I just did kind of a medium dice on everything. So zucchini, left the peeling on. Oh.
0: So basically your ratatouille is yellow. It looks like yellow bell pepper, green zucchini, orange tomato.
1: Correct, so yep, so zucchini, so green. Then we got yellow squash. Yellow squash was hard to find here in Colorado. Don't know why. There seems to be some weird things like basil and things like that that you can't find in the stores right now. So, I don't know. It's strange. Red bell when pepper?
0: I, when I visited you, you couldn't get the Hannah's or the white sweet potatoes. Did they ever fix that?
1: They did. They actually, but there's very few. So when they, when they actually have them in the stores, they'll put like a lot of the purple ones, and then they'll put just a few. There's probably maybe 10 of the Hannah, and then everything else is the sweet potatoes and the yams because I think that's the most popular and that's what people know. So they kind of stick to those. I think the hand, everybody's like, why aren't those darker? You know, like the darker kind of uh, rust colors. Yellow bell pepper. Orange bell pepper.
0: And no green bell pepper, right?
1: No green. The reason I don't do the green and the, the ratatouille is just green is very, it has a, a very like like big taste and it kind of takes over. I use that when I do green bell peppers, I usually do in Mexican food. But when I make something like this, I want everything to blend together. So the green bell, I don't want the green bell pepper to stand out.
0: I heard that the green ones actually are not ripe. Is that true? That's what I've heard too, but I don't know for sure.
1: But I'm assuming, you know, if if you leave green bell peppers though, you know, you think about this, you leave green bell peppers in your garden and we used to have that. They get like a purple color, but I've never seen them go red. So I don't know. I'll look that up. Have you ever
0: seen the tiger ones that are like yellow, orange, and red? They're so beautiful. They're striped.
1: Once in a blue moon. I think I've seen them twice in the time that I've been here in Colorado. I don't know if they just, it's not something that they bring in a lot, but I rarely see it. There's a lot of times and stuff. We won't get a lot of the fruits and vegetables that you see other places. Like if I went to the California market, huge difference i'm sure in what i would see like a lot of our tomatoes like even the heirloom tomatoes are like small like this and i know i've seen some that are like that big so not here tomatoes this pan is going to get really full really quick and then last thing i'm going to do is eggplant but i'm going to let this cook down just a little bit and then i'll add the eggplant so lots of vegetables if you think about it it is a whole pan and the nice thing about it is if you have extra of these vegetables left over, then just keep them. And then, you you know, you can put them on a salad. You could just eat them as a, as a regular dish, or you could actually put them on a baked potato. It would be another way to do it. So don't get rid of them.
0: Love Ratatouille.
1: And it's really nice too, because, you know, a lot of times your lasagnas, you know, the, the, the basic lasagnas are, are usually like, you know, your, your tomatoes, like a tomato sauce, marinara sauce, your Your noodles, and then you've got usually spinach, ricotta, those type of things. And they're, you know, they're very good lasagnas, but to have something that has, you know, all these different vegetables, and then we're going to have two different sauces, really good. All right. Then I've got tomato paste. I've got garlic, minced garlic, get that going. Then I'm going to let it sit and just kind of cook down just a little bit, and then I'll add. I'll add the um, the eggplant. Otherwise, my dish is going to overflow.
0: Do you use All the... Right. Which, which kind of eggplant do you use? You know, the long skinny ones that... They call them, I think, Chinese or the regular? Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, I, yeah, you can get... I, this
1: one here that's here is just the regular eggplant that you get in the stores. That's, you know, the really dark, the dark purple um, color. So I just use that for what's going to go in here. But then what goes on the top, then I did the over here. I did the Japanese eggplant. The reason why I did the Japanese is when you get an eggplant like this, it gives you really big circles. And I wanted to match everything up to the tomatoes and everything else that I bought so that I have these really pretty rows of vegetables. So that's the Japanese, which is really pretty because of the color.
0: Yeah. I like the color better of that one.
1: Me too. And you know what I found too? The Japanese, you know, like when you do eggplant, you'll notice some stuff that if you leave it out too long, it starts getting brown really quick. The Japanese and stuff because I had it out yesterday and I was making the other lasagna that I have in the um the oven. It didn't it didn't brown as fast, which was really nice. So I was like, well, that's kind of nice. All right, let me grab. Let me get the noodles cooking just so I have them ready. So I'm just regular just regular old noodles, just lasagna noodles. as will go in. So we're gonna make a spicy pudonesca sauce. Doesn't that sound yummy? What
0: so is, I've got... What is, is the Pudonesca? hallmark of Putanesca.
1: So Putanesca, it's, it's Italian. So it's got a lot of things like Kalamata olives. So you get kind of that sweet of the of the tomatoes and the marinara, but then you add that spiciness. So you get like red pepper flakes. You put capers in there. You've got Kalamata olives and those type of things. So it kind of gives you a little bit of that, like kind of the umami. So you've got that little bit of the um kind of the sour vinegar type of things and then you get got the sweet of it, and then you've got a little bit of the, the onion and things, and it just, just, it's really good. So I got all the tomatoes and then all the diced tomatoes. So I've got those in here. So I'm just gonna dump those in. That way I'll let this simmer because the more that you let sauces simmer, the better they are. So this is just tomato sauce and, and a diced, a can of diced tomatoes. No salt. You really don't need it if you think about it. You know, that's even though the recipes always say like, um, you know, add salt and pepper optional. But if you think about it, you've got kalamata olives and you've got capers that are coming that are going to be added to this and some red pepper flakes. And then you've got garlic and things. You really don't need a lot of different flavors because that's what's going to, it'll take over that and just make it too salty. All right, so basil. I'm just going to add some basil in the bottom, just like that that off to the side so I just leave the leaves I don't cut them up right now I just put them whole, and the reason why is that once I get this done um I what I want to do is since I have a lot of chunkiness with the ratatouille I want to make sure that like my tomato sauce instead of being chunky also because it's a, a lot of chunkiness I'm actually going to take a hand blender to it and blend up the basil and blend up the uh, Kalamata olives and things like that in there so then you just have that nice flavor for the for the puttanesca, but not chunkiness Start, cook down a little bit. Put the lid on it real quick. Okay, so then we've got, so the putanasca that we're making. So we got the dice, we got the basil in there. We've got an eighth of a a cup of capers. So very little liquid. I pretty much drained the liquid off. And so I just have the actual capers in there. If you don't want to buy capers, one of the things you could substitute would be lemon juice. That'll give you a little bit of that that kind of that flavor without buying capers. I tend to buy capers in those little jars like that, and they probably keep them, they probably have them in the fridge for six months or more because I don't use them a lot. All right. Then we got red pepper flakes. So and so we got an eighth of a, so we get one teaspoon. You don't want that hot, because that's what red pepper flakes are going to do. Leave them out, but it really adds to the sauce.
0: Okay. It, and it, then we is got it is it what? Is it basil or basil?
1: I you know what? You hear it differently all over the place. And you it's funny because I always listen to a lot of the Chef shows. And I would say, I've seen who was it? Uh uh, what is it? Chef Ramsey, Basil. And then I've seen, so it's like it seems like more Europe is Basil, and then here in the United States it's Basil. That's what I've seen. So then I've got Kalamata olives, garlic. That's four garlic cloves. If you want more garlic? You can always add more garlic. Nothing better than garlic or roasted garlic. It's really good in it. A quick stir, and then we've got small onion. So, salt, small onion that's diced. This was just a white onion, but doesn't matter whatever onion you have if you have the yellow. Like I went to the store the other day. That's the other thing was in King Supers, which is Kroger, one of our main stores. No white onions at all. There was yellow, red, everything else, but no white. I don't know if just everybody went crazy and just started buying think, things or. Is that your favorite onion, the sweet onion? <laughs> That's well. you know what, I don't really care. I am I like any of the onions and stuff. Jerry prefers the white onions, so that's why I do the white onions. But I, red onions, doesn't matter. Right, so I'm just gonna put this on the stove, start simmering, and then we'll use a hand blender on it just a little while later. All
0: right, let's give it a quick stir. How long does your prep normally take you? Cause that's, what, I think you make it look so easy cause you do the mise en place, which I think is important.
1: You know, this one is, this one probably because I made two of them. And so it took a little bit longer and stuff that normally I would say that to get everything ready for the Italian salad and the and the lasagna was probably about an hour. Um, and that was just, you know, cause I know like how I want to cut things and and that type of thing but doing, you know, doing it twice. And making two lasagnas and then making the whole lasagna last night was probably about two, two and a half hours. But the good thing about it, the way I looked at it, is that tomorrow, so when I'm getting ready to take things over for Christmas dinner, I've got, you know, I can just, I can make the Italian, so I've got to make a salad, a couple vegetables, but the lasagna is done. So the lasagna will go with, you know, that they'll eat probably like ham or something else, that type of thing. But pretty much everything else, the big things that I need to make are done. Because vegetables are easy like asparagus and green beans and cauliflower and all that. Okay, eggplant's going to go in. They gained enough room in the the pot. And the last thing that's going to go in is going to be the Italian seasoning because that's going to be at the very end and then we're going to put in spinach. You look at that is so pretty already who needs ham nobody
0: yeah nope especially not the pig no. <laughs> um they oh, Je- sound good Kelly Jennifer would like to know if this could be possibly done in an instant pot the the cooking of the vegetables
1: yes you could you actually could you could do this in an instant pot would be it'd be super easy just dump everything in there you know hit the probably I'd say probably what 10 minutes at the most and then just let it go and stuff come back and it's done. And this is one of those those recipes too that if you think about it, do the vegetables. You know, you could do them a couple of days ahead of time. You could do the sauces a couple of days ahead of time. Have everything sitting in your refrigerator and then just make it the last minute. So that's an easy way to to do it. I mean, it's it's fabulous idea. Love it. All right, so we got so the ricotta. So we're gonna do that next. Let me grab my food processor. Web that in. All right, grab everything. And the nice thing about it too is like, you know, because probably if you're looking and thinking, oh my gosh, that's a lot of chopping up. You can buy pretty much all of these vegetables, even the things that are going in the salad that are already pre-made. So like in the stores now, like even our Kroger's and stuff, it seems like all the, the whole vegetables have gotten smaller and like the organic has gotten smaller there. And I don't know why exactly, but then the refrigerated area where everything's, you know, kind of pre-prepared and, in, and um, you know, bags and things like that is gotten larger. So I think that, you know, it's kind of going to the world of, of, Hey, if you don't want to have to chop and you just want to, you know, make things quick, fast, easy, you want your vegetables chopped up. That's an easy way to do it. You can buy, Pretty much all of these vegetables are already chopped up and then you could actually you know put them into a pot or you could put them into your instant pot and you're ready
0: to go. So you know that's we, a fast way to do it. You know, chefy chefs like Ramses Bravo criticized me for that. But, you know, I I mean, he's working full time in a kitchen. I don't have time to do all that prep. You know, if I'm going to eat healthy, I do buy. I often even buy chopped onions. You know, I buy a lot of things already made. And yeah, maybe it's a few pennies more expensive. But for the time I save, you know, it's so worth it. And I don't really notice a huge taste difference when I get, you know, Santa Cruz bottled organic lime juice versus squeezing limes, which are a whole ordeal. Like, for example, when I make my very popular quinoa salad for the potlucks, which calls for a cup of lime juice. I'm sitting there all day rolling these tiny limes. You know, you can never get the juice out of them. So I, I'm a big believer in shortcuts.
1: I agree. I think that, you know, that's, I think a lot of the reason why people have gotten away from the kitchens and, you know, and have gone more to like fast foods and which, you know, it's all the bad things that are, that are bad for us and our health and the environment and all those things is because that, you know, it's just like you, people try to make cooking too hard. And it's, and if you can do the shortcuts, I mean, there's, you know, what is, I can't even remember the name, Sandra, something that's always about shortcuts and that, that's one of the chefs out there, but it's, why not? And I agree. It doesn't like if the, if the, um you know, like the zucchini is already cut up or you get the, you buy the zucchini, the noodles and stuff, because you don't want to buy a spiralizer. Why not? If it tastes good and your family loves it and it saves you time and stuff and lets you spend more time with family or whatever else that you're wanting to do, go for it. That's
0: what I I say. A lot of times when I buy broccoli crowns, I get very disappointed. There's pieces that just, I have to throw out when I buy the organic broccoli at Trader Joe's in a bag, it's always great. And when it's not, guess what? They take it back. Yep.
1: I love it. I fully love it. I think that's, I think that anytime that you can get things that are, that are simple, like the broccoli crowns and you can get the, you know, the cauliflower and the green beans and Brussels sprouts and all that. Why not? Why spend, they always say that, that that people that you know when you have to sit there and chop that's one of the reasons why people leave the kitchen it's because i don't enjoy all the chopping and you know i like it like it's it's very comforting me i kind of like go into my mind and a little it's quiet but if you don't like it buy the stuff already already chopped up and ready to go why not that's what i say no criticism at all do it's what i say all right so we're going to do the ricotta so we got silken tofu And that's just been drained. And then I've got regular just firm tofu. So extra firm tofu. And it actually had a so um a paper towel underneath it. So it's been it's been basically draining into the paper towel and stuff overnight. So I just give it a quick crunch like that. You can freeze. So if you end up with a lot of the ricotta, you can freeze this ricotta. The only thing that that you're gonna want to do is when you bring it out of the freezer and you unthought is you're gonna wanna run it back through your food processor because it tends to get, it gets like really crumbly, like when you freeze tofu. So just run it back through and stuff and it'll smooth it back out is all you need to do. Then we've got, so we've got those, so we've got the silken tofu, so it's a container of both. And then we've got basil. Grab some of the basil. Then we've got, and if you don't have fresh basil and you can't find fresh basil because for some reason there seems to be something weird in Colorado about fresh basil, just use your dried basil. It'll work just as well. And then I've got an onion. Lots of vegetables. Then when it's in that, what your mom always used to say, eat your veggies. That's what we're doing today. Then I've got a tablespoon of lemon juice. Santa Cruz, the the jar, just like what you were talking about. Garlic.
0: You know, and that's the other thing. I was just thinking about, you know, thinking about waste. You know, I even though I bought the milk machine years ago, and I still actually use it for other things, specifically making Charles's nut butters, because it's a lot cheaper and better than what he was buying, you know, I realized I was throwing out so much plant milk because I don't drink milk, you know, I don't make smoothies. You use a splash here, a splash there once in a while, a cup in one of my blended soups. So, you know, I buy boxed milk, you know, and it's not perfect, but it's like, you know, what's that saying? Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good.
1: Exactly. It's like if you if you want to have you know shelf safe milk and it's just it's sitting in the you know the, your cabinets because you have more space there than you have in your refrigerator because I don't think we ever have enough of space in the refrigerator. Do it. I agree with that. We probably go through we go through soy milk. Jerry does soy milk, but he does cereal in the mornings and he does oatmeal and those kind of things. So that's when we use it. So nutritional yeast, half a cup. Oops, I just dumped it. I tend to like things a little bit where it tastes a little bit cheesier. So if you end up adding more nutritional yeast,
0: do. Do you ever make cheeses like, you know, more like hard cheeses or slice? I mean, everybody mostly makes like cheesy type sauces or faux parmesans. but do you ever make like actual sliceable cheese or like a vegan cheese, of course?
1: I have, I've made, I've made ricotta and I've made, I made a cashew cheese. I made like during like when we were doing, um, we we're doing community dinners and stuff. I made a bunch of cheese balls, um, just made it like with almond cheese and cashew cheese and walnut, walnut cheese, I'm trying to think what else. The mozzarella was the one that was the most interesting, but that we ended up making that on a pizza, which was really good, but it takes it's quite a bit of process. Yeah. Cause if you go and if you try to go buy them, like now, I like think if you go, I mean, I know Miyoko's out there, those type of things are really expensive and they've got, you know, there's not necessarily is all the right products in them. There's usually a lot of oil and things, but you can make them, um, you know, like fermented cheeses and things like that, that are not that hard to make. You just have to make sure, you know, you're doing your soaking of your nuts and, and all those fun things, but they're good. They are good.
0: Do you ever freeze your lasagna either before or after cooking?
1: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear it was the food processor noisy.
0: Do you ever freeze your lasagna either before or after cooking?
1: I, in this house, no, because Jerry eats it. I mean, he will go through like a lasagna that's, you know, a pan nine by 13 and stuff in probably three or four days. So not, but yes, you could definitely, I would say I would do it. I usually do it in stuff after, and then I'll freeze it in like little containers and stuff. So like, it's like meal prep type of a thing. And then you can have it, but I've never had the chance to freeze my lasagnas because somebody eats them. Which is good. That's a good thing though, right? Just do this one more time and make sure it's all good. Perfect. So there's my ricotta all ready to go. Smells good too because it's got that nutritional yeast smell. Get the processor out of the way. I'm going to add my spinach. And then my ratatouille is ready to go. Noodles are almost done. Spinach. So put as little or as much spinach as you want. And if you didn't want to do spinach and you wanted to do, you know, want to do some other type of uh, vegetable, like maybe some other kind of green, feel free. Depends on what you have in the house, and this is like I said, this is one of those those type of lasagnas that you could clean out the clean out the refrigerator, which I love. Yeah, this week and stuff like the last two weeks, um, Jerry and I've gone really kind of like really basic on the foods. You know, sometimes I would, you know, I would do like the bigger dinners and stuff, but we've gone, you know, more like the stir fries and the potatoes and you know just things like that, and it's been really really nice. And it's amazing what it brought it back what it brought back to me was that like what i'm using and then you're like you know so you get your potatoes you and cooked up and then the next day you know you can make a hash and then you can do all the things and stuff that you can because you kind of get away from this if you really start cooking a lot a lot of different dishes but it cleaned out my refrigerator so yesterday when i went to the store to buy you know the things that the last minute things that i needed here it was like it was like replenishing their fridge all at once. And I remember back when, you know, when you're making a lot of fancier dishes and stuff, you have, you know, tons of stuff that's sitting in your refrigerator and you don't necessarily use all like all your carrots and all your potatoes and all those kind of things. They kind of sit for a little while. So that was really interesting and it was actually really fun. It was like, I love the, the no, there was like no waste at all. Okay. So there's the ratatouille all ready to go. So it does have some moisture, but that's okay because I will dip that dip that out all right, noodles are done. Here's the Italian seasoning added at the last. And if you don't have just the Italian seasoning, it's just a harshier basil, oregano, little bit of a little bit of thyme and a little bit of rosemary. Don't add a lot because it will
0: overpower. What, what do, you, do you ever use Herbes de Provence? And what is that? I again? do.
1: I Once in a blue moon, I would say, I think I've had like one or two recipes that have done that. I don't know
0: if I have, I don't know if I have it here to say what's all in it. Is Is it, is it lavender? Is there something different about it? And when would we use that?
1: Usually it's, I've seen it in more like, um like Moroccan type of dishes and that type of thing is when I've seen it. And I would say that I've used it when I use it before I've used it in, I think I used it in a, um, what am I trying to say? It's got the mashed potatoes what is that a shepherd's pie is where i've used that and then there was one time where i did some roasted vegetables and it called for that but it's not and it's got like i think it like a little bit of um is it like i can't even remember jerry can you google it's been a while since i've used it i mean we're talking a long while it's i've got it down in the basement and it's not something i use a lot
0: <laughs> oh guess you got to keep it in the basement <laughs>
1: Well, that's because I ran out of space. I mean, you know, i got cabinet space and stuff, but I run out of space of like how many spices. I mean, you can, you know, if you just, you know, just that and I got the top shelf, but you can't reach it. But it's, I put all like the main spices that I do. And then the other ones I don't use, I have a rack that goes on the back of a door. Instead of putting it on the pantry door, I put it on the basement door and it just has all the, the different spices that I need once in a while. Herb de Provence. H-E-R-B-S-D- all right, let me clean out my sink real quick because I'm going to do the noodles.
0: Is Jerry a good cleaner-upper?
1: Um <laughs> uh, I would a- say he, he does like the he'll be like the dishwasher and those kind of things, but I'd say I and we I know we talked about this last time, or we talked on one of my other um things. But it's a lot of times and stuff, I think everybody has their own way of wanting to do that to load the dishwasher. And so I end up, even though I'm cooking, I end up loading the dishwasher just because I like it a certain way. And I know I can get more dishes in it. All right, let's just get these going. So we can start building lasagna. Whew, that was a bath. Sauce is simmering, looking good. All I'm doing is putting water, cold water, on the noodles just so that you know I can touch them because it, you know, when you when you're making that when you just got them done like this, if you uh, touch them, and stuff they're really hot. I just want to be able to pull them apart. <laughs> And this is one, too, that if you didn't want to do, if you wanted to say, I don't want to do noodles, you could actually not do noodles. You just leave it and just do all vegetables. Really? That sounds... Yeah, without the noodles, good way to do it. Okay, let me grab a. All right, so then we got the sauce. I'm going to add that right here. And then I'm going to grab my hand blender. Just move it over here easier.
0: Just a little bit of the hand blender. Hey, Kelly, do you know how to create a bit.ly? Have I done that before? The thing is, is you've given me the recipes, but they're just too long for the, for the show notes. They only give us 5,000 characters and I can't get them in. Okay. They're, so I don't know what to do. I could put one of them in like the lasagna and just.
1: I can do that. We can create a bit.ly link for you. We can do that or a yeah, Google link.
0: And okay. then maybe maybe you get people, then they can sign up for your newsletter. Just, I, I just can't fit it in. Even if I take your bio out, it's just, it's way too long.
1: Gotcha. So
0: I'll just say recipe coming soon and then.
1: Yep, we can do that and I can send it over to you. And
0: Okay. Sorry about that. It just doesn't fit. Oh, that's
1: okay. That happens. Yep. All right. So now we've got the sauce. All really good. As far as taste. You can taste, so it's got, it's like you've got, you know, you the, the sweetness of the tomatoes, which are just yummy. And then you've got the little bit of that basil, but then you've got the capers and you've got a little bit of the um, Kalamata olives and stuff. So it kind of gives a little bit of that kind of that vinegar tape plays, flavor a little bit, but then the kind of the garlic meshes it all really together. It's really good. You have extra left over, freeze it. So just dish it in. All right, then we're gonna grab the noodles.
0: Any special kind of noodle you like to use?
1: I think that you know there's there's so many different types of stuff. I use the um which ones do I use? The berea the barilla, oh, I can't even say burilla. We use that one, which is really good, but there's there's tons of them that are out there. You can also get the um the vanza, which is the the chickpea. And they tend to hold up really well. I remember when they first came out with all the gluten-free and then the, you know, the chickpeas and stuff, they didn't hold up well. But they've actually done a really good job with that lately.
0: You so you, you ever use the boil, the no boil noodles?
1: I have used those before. Um, sometimes what I find with them is that when I'm making the lasagna, they tend to, they'll do this, they'll like bubble up on that. So that's why I usually, when I, when I'm doing something like this, I'll do, I'll usually just do the, the regular noodles. And I don't know why that, that does that. And it's like, I, I get a lasagna and it'll be like this. It'll be like a bubble.
0: Yeah. They have to be really ensconced in the sauce.
1: Yeah, there's, and I, even though I put like a lot of sauce on them, they're still every once in a while, they'll bubble up on you. So I'm just going to do a little bit at the end here. And you always have a pan that's a little bit bigger than what you need. Okay, so then we've got, grab my spoon and my spatula, then you're going to do your ricotta. So just kind of dish it on and you're going to spread it out. And you could put as much or as little as you want. So if you want to make, you know, if you're thinking, oh, geez, I don't want to have to go buy the silken tofu and I don't want to have to buy, you know, the regular tofu and make all this up. If you want to skip one, then you can skip the silken tofu and just use the firm tofu and make it up that way. But just make sure when you're, when you've got it in the food processor that you really let it blend a lot because otherwise and stuff, it'll kind of be chunky, which is, bit more then we're going to put the vegetables in and'm gonna pull yeah his cookies all right so then you've got all these beautiful vegetables make sure you don't get you know Try to get the liquid out as much as you can spread this over so you guys can actually see but think about this when you cut into this think about the bite you're going to have with all the different vegetables and you've got the ricotta you've got the marinara which is a little bit spicy or if you don't want spicy And i'll show you here just a second before i put them put the marinara on it really spread your vegetables out all the way to the end so a quick tip so that's before i even add the marinara and everything else to it
0: wonderful
1: right so then you just drizzle marinara but make sure you save some of the marinara for the end because the way you're going to plate it is you're going to have you're going to have the marin you're going to have it basically sit in the marinara and then the pesto sauce we're going to make here in just a few minutes.
0: You make it look so easy. <laughs> Thank you. A
1: lot of practice. All right. Then we go the noodles on the other side. So as you remember, I put the, I put the small noodle on this side. So the noodles are sticking together just a little bit, but I, now I go on this side overlap. And that way it goes, everything overlaps, which is really nice. Finding one that's broke. Yeah, the no the no boil are really easy, but like I said, I've sometimes had issues with them. So that's why it's like, nope, for the show, we're making the real ones. Okay, so same thing. Ricotta. Dollop, dollop, dollop. And then the last layer that we're gonna do is the beautiful layer. And I'll show you why, because there's one in the oven. And you'll see that I put it on a baking tray. And the reason why I did that is because if you go all the way to the top to, you go all the way to the top to your, with your lasagna, a lot of times and stuff, your tomato sauces will start bubbling over and then it gets all over the bottom of your, your um your stove, it's not fun cleaning up. So put it, just put something underneath it. Like if you're doing pies and those kind of things, if you have anything that goes right to the top, and it'll save you a lot of trouble of having to clean. A little bit more. All right. So then, as you, was wa- you were watching, you watching vegetables next. So think about how hearty this this lasagna is. You've got all the vegetables and all the good things for you. Our household now has almost two, two of these. One today, one tomorrow. One today, one tomorrow. Then Jerry gets, and then we're going to leave the, we'll leave the one over at uh, Jerry's daughter's house because she loves all the lasagnas and things that we make. So we'll leave that there so her family can enjoy it. And then Jerry will have, he won't have to worry about trying to uh, steal a piece there. He'll have a half a lasagna here that he can eat. So this will be his, pretty much his lunch for the, for the entire week. He's really good if I make lasagna or something like that, he will actually eat that for almost the whole week. There's a lot of people I know that are like, I don't like leftovers, but as long as there's things like this, he'll eat it. Okay. Little bit of leftover, you could actually just, you could actually just use that as a soup, which would be really good. Turn that off. All right, last layer. So we got so now we'll add the little bit of the marinara sauce. We'll add the last noodles, and then we're going to decorate.
0: Ooh, decorated.
1: Decorate. We're going to make it. We're going to make it look like eye candy. All right. So grab the noodles. i went that way so now i'll go this way so i've got everything kind of layered over that way when you cut into it you don't have anything that breaks up which is really nice you'll see i'm overlapping just a little bit there and then we've got last piece for the end Voila! of course, when you're done, you need to wipe down all the sides and all the fun things. And then I said on the recipe, you've got all these little vegetables that you're going to want to do. So you're going to grab some of your marinara sauce. This marinara sauce smells so good. And always, like I said, make sure you leave the marinara sauce. You wanna be able to add it onto the bottom of the dishes. But the nice thing about it too, is if you have extra marinara sauce and somebody wants some, you've got the extra. We're gonna get this in the oven. okay all right so then grab your zucchini the way I did it is I just went all the way down the row nice little circles they're probably an eighth of a quarter to a quarter inch thick so I got that then we'll do Japanese eggplant
0: Jennifer says she always gets intimidated to make veggie lasagna. She did it once and it was very watery because it had lots of zucchini. She should try again. If you cook the zucchini first, it probably would kick the water out. Don't you think? Exactly. And if you've
1: got, you know, if, it's, if, it, if it even tends to have, because a lot of times they'll say make like zucchini noodles. Um, you've got to make sure and stuff that you really pat them dry because yes, if you do like zucchini noodles and things, it will get really watery and then it just, it's not good. So yeah, cook it. And then pat it. You could even pat it dry with one of those, um, like the cotton towels, like these type of things like that. All right. So keep going. I'm just doing, so I'm doing zucchini. No rhyme or reason depends on what you guys want to do. And then I've got eggplant. You could do two of each. You could do one of each. And I got yellow squash. You can see why I did the Japanese eggplant. It's because I wanted the circles to to all match. And then if you have extra left over, stir fry tomatoes, Roma tomatoes, because they have a nice round circle.
0: Have you ever, instead of using noodles, used like um, very thinly sliced butternut squash or zucchini as noodles?
1: I have. I've used that. And there's also one time I made a polenta. So there's all kinds of different ways that you can do lasagna. So, yes, you could do that without doing the noodles. Um, You could also make it, you could actually spiralize in here if you wanted to, like your spiralized zucchini noodles. You know, Sweet potatoes are good. There's all kinds of different ones. Jerry's tends to be more of the traditionalist and likes... Likes a lot of the the um the noodles. But grab my Japanese eggplant because I miscounted on one, and I'm gonna make this salad. Can't have one off. There we go. All right, yellow squash. boom, boom.
0: You sure making it pretty?
1: That's what it's all about, making it pretty. All right, the last thing I do so just Italian spice, just to, just to add a little bit of color to it, too. You could do the black pepper, which is just a little bit more of the Italian seasoning. All right, there it goes. Oh, it is heavy. Going in the oven. Oh my God.
0: That, and 45 so
1: you, minutes. That's that very,
0: very cool the way you did the top.
1: Thank you. And you could do, you know, instead of doing the rounds, you could do slices. So, you know, you can almost do like, what I thought about and stuff this morning was doing one where you do like a, what am I trying to say, like a tic-tac-toe, you know, where like all the, you know, when they, when they do like, um Turkeys and they line them with bacon, but they overlap everything. I was like, you can do that with vegetables. That would be really pretty. Parchment paper, a little aluminum foil on the top, 350, 45 degrees, going in. And it's heavy. The other one's ready. All right, salad. See, I do have some extra zucchini and yellow squash. That's going to be stir fry later, which is going to be great. This is my favorite salad. because There's so many good things in it. So I've got romaine lettuce and, you know, but you could use any of your favorites. You could get the ones that have the, the little containers and stuff where it has like the five different colors of lettuce. And then it has red leaf lettuce. So those are just the two. And then I've got roasted red peppers. So those came out of the jar. So that's a shortcut, or you could actually roast up your own. And I just did them in nice little, kind of like little strands, but then I also cut them in half. Because I like to, like if you're, you know, got a bite of lettuce and you've got a bite of of the roasted red peppers, it's really nice and stuff to have them all where they kind of match like the mouthfeel. All right, we've got cherry tomatoes. They had San Marzano Marzano tomatoes and stuff for cherry tomatoes yesterday in the store. And I was like, those are beautiful. Love it. All right, so I'm going to do a little bit of basil here in a second. Jicama. Jicama is great for you. It's one of those ones that, you know, if you buy the jicama, you can also buy it just already chopped up. You can do that or you can chop up your own, but it's really refreshing and it's really nice. I remember remember when we were in uh, Rancho La Porta, what did you eat with your cheese sauce?
0: Oh, yeah, really I had not- the jicama sticks because I didn't want to eat their
1: greasy, salty chips. Exactly. We were all eating the carrots and the celery and the jicama sticks and all that, which was really good. I was glad they had those. Yeah, because they're yeah their chips did. Any chips in, in Mexico are I've never meh, not good.
0: Always greasy. I can, I can understand the people needing the salt, but like why the oil? Because they make the Guerreros here that are they do have salt, but they but there's no oil. I don't know why people want those oily chips. When you have them in a bag, they just the bag just gets all oily.
1: They're really, yeah, we always, even if we go to, when we go to Mexican restaurants here, we actually take our own chips. So I've got, so I bake them. So I've got, so corn tortillas already baked up. So there's no, there's no salt or anything like that on them. So we've got those. So they're, we're kind of known now in the restaurants of, you know, they, they bring out the chips and salsa and they're always like, oh, how come you're not eating the chips? And they're like, oh, you're the ones and stuff that bring your own chips. We're like, yeah, we are, but it's good for you. Kalamata olives. Garbanzo beans. Something Jerry never used to eat on salads when we would go places. Hated garbanzo beans on the salads, now we eat garbanzo beans with everything. Artichoke hearts. So, just jarred canned artichoke hearts or you can get the frozen ones which are really good too. And then just chop them up because you want to make sure that, you know, they're not the big pieces so you have the smaller pieces with everything else. A little bit of basil. A little bit of scallions. Gives you your onion flavor, which is really nice. And then we're gonna mix this up. Look at the colors on that. And you've got the crunch of the jicama, you've got the sweetness of the roasted red peppers, You've got the artichoke hearts, which give you that volume. You've got these really sweet tomatoes, garbanzo beans. And I'm not a fan of call. I'm I'm okay with them in the sauce and stuff. So I will be giving those off to the side, but they're good in a salad. It's a very popular salad when you take it places. People love it because they're like all the vegetables and the different things, artichoke hearts that are in there. You don't see a lot of salads with artichoke hearts. All right last thing is and then we'll pull out the lasagna then I've got to do the pesto real quick so dressing this is what we call the crack dressing the what so good crack dressing
0: craft (laughs) you know so it tastes like craft Italian it's just
1: it's just people are just so addicted to it when I make this dressing they're always like oh my gosh this is so they said it's like crack
0: so we had a friend crack. that gave I up. You said, okay, crack. I thought you said craft, like, you know, craft. No, crack. Sorry.
1: Crack. <laughs> all right. So we've got, um, in here, we've got the, so we got two, We got balsamic vinegar. We have shallot. It's in there. And I, when I make this up, I'm making this small for here, but when I make this up, I make it up by the mason jar, just because we take it for like all kinds of things and we eat it for all the time. Okay. Then I got a little bit of parsley. Ran out of little dishes, so I'm just adding the parsley in there. Grey poupon, love grey poupon. Then I have, um, what am I trying to say? Stone ground mustard.
0: You have two. How come two different kinds of mustards?
1: Just it's it's a great flavor. So usually I just do the grey poupon when I just do a regular one. But when it comes around the holidays and stuff, it just adds that extra kind of oomph to it because that, you know, when you get that stone ground mustard, it just gives a really nice flavor. So I just add it. You don't have to. You could just do Grape Poupon or, or just stone ground mustard or yellow mustard is another one. Sometimes they have actually added yellow mustard in there too. And so then it's a really mustardy dressing, which is really good. And then just red wine vinegar, a little bit of that. And the last is ground flax seeds. That's going to give it, so what it's going to do, it's going to be probably a little bit, a little bit runny when you first do it and stuff. But the flaxseed, is just like it's like an egg and stuff, and it's gonna it's actually gonna make it where it's really thick, so you don't have where it like runny balsamic, which is really nice. Just a little bit of the the blender, let pesto really quick, and then we are plating.
0: That's amazing that. You have all those different mustards.
1: I oh, if you have you ever tried there is, I mean, it's just any dressing that has like if you like mustard and you do yellow mustard, stone ground mustard, and grey coupon and something like this, it's unbelievable the mustard. And
0: and you don't put very much sweetener in it at all. I'm surprised. You don't need it. You've gotten especially if you've got the
1: right balsamics. I mean, if you buy, you know, the the very inexpensive balsamics, you know, they're very tart. But if you buy the ones that are, have you know that you add a couple dollars to your bottle, your your balsamics, especially like even your reduced ones, are very sweet, and so don't need a lot of sweetener. So there it is. So already just just getting it ready, so you can see it's a lot thicker than just a regular balsamic. Taste wise, it's delicious. Got a little bit of kick because of your mustard and stuff but on a salad like that when you've got all the garbanzo beans and everything else wonderful all right pesto really quick so we're going to plate up and you're not going to make a lot of pesto just because you don't need a lot of pesto you just need enough for just a little bit of the flavor so on this on this thing you've got a quarter cup of pine nuts and that's why you don't want a lot of pesto because things like pine nuts and things like that can have a lot of lot of calories, but just a little bit. You don't even have to do the pesto if you don't want to, but it's just something that we're gonna make up because it's just really pretty. A little bit of water, garlic. I remembered I had this other little um, Cuisinart multi, multi-prep multi plus and stuff in the basement. I was like, yay, because then I don't have to clean out the, the other food processor. All right, and then we've got garlic in there, got a little bit of miso. And what else? We got basil.
0: And the pesto is for what?
1: The pesto <clears throat> is just for to add a little bit of the flavor and stuff to the to the um lasagna. So it's going to be on the bottom of the plate. So it's just more like, you know when you go to places and stuff and they'll have like a a red sauce and a green sauce. That's I what see. this is for. Yeah.
0: And it is Christmas, so we want red and green.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Just have a bit of that. All right. All right. It's been a long time since I've used this one, so let me... over oh, right there. Been in my basement forever.
0: What's been in your basement now? I've got to see this basement. Of yours. Maybe we can do a video from there. There
1: is. People are always like, you know, I don't need to go shopping. I should just come to your basement.
0: That is crazy. And, you know,
1: it's it's all the cooking classes because you know we used to do all the community dinners and all the face-to-face cooking classes and all that. So there's a lot of stuff down there that that I need to probably start purging.
0: Yeah, I think in California we don't have basements, or at least I've never lived anyone anywhere, anywhere with a basement.
1: I have at least probably 15 shelves, four shelves high that have stuff on.
0: So you're ready for the apocalypse down there.
1: <laughs> All right. Now we're gonna plate. So let's say taste-wise, Tastes like basil pestle. All right, let's get everything out of the way. So, herbs of Provence: marjoram, rosemary, thyme, basil, oregano, savory, and bay leaf.
0: Maybe it's the so, same. Different.
1: I think it is the savory. I'm I'm not a big fan of it as like I said because we used very little of it. But the I think it is the savory and stuff that I'm not a fan of. All right, let's. Here we go. Let's get it out. Another heavy lasagna.
0: Is that actually a lasagna pan? Or this? You're talking about the glass, or yeah, yeah, it's a Pyrex,
1: right? Yeah, just a regular Pyrex nine by thirteen. So there is lasagna. I'm going to tip it just a little bit so you can see it, and then we're going to get the white plate. It look pretty.
0: It looks gorgeous.
1: It's like you don't want to even like cut into it. It's like all right plate. And usually you want to let it rest a little bit, but since I forgot to take it out of the oven to let it rest a little bit. It's
0: like you don't want to cut into it. No, you want to give it like 10 or 15 minutes to...
1: Yeah, you do, but I'm going to show you how you're going to want to plate it. So you've got your sauce. Make the circle big. Or small, depending on how much how much lasagna you're going to put. So you could take this, and you could do like the you know the famous swoosh if you wanted to right through it, or. dollops. That way you're getting the flavor, but not necessarily all the calories, which is the gonna go right in between the eggplants. I'm gonna do. Let's, let's. All right. Now, wish me luck. Good luck. <laughs> I hope it came out a little bit on the bottom. Let me do some basil. If it set just a little bit longer, it would hold up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. salad mm-hmm. dressing. Then we will be ready to eat. This is one of my favorite salads. has all the goodies in it, which is nothing better.
0: Whoa. I love those bowls
1: aren't they pretty? Makes a salad look so good.
0: Guys, what do you think of this? Put it in the chat. What you think of Kelly's artistry? Doesn't it look delicious, even though it's a little early for that right (laughs) now for salad? Yeah. Which balsamic did you use? I used
1: Napa Valley Naturals.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, very, That you know, I didn't always know Thomas from California Balsamic. That's what I used for years. It's wonderful. It's got a great price point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can get it at the regular store. You know, they have it at, I've seen it at Sprouts, Whole Foods. I've just seen it at regular grocery stores, not even the, you know, the more natural grocers.
1: Exactly. It's, it pretty much has uh, gone mainstream, which is really nice now. All right.
0: Here we go. I don't know how you have time to make such beautiful food. And I mean, you really, you like work full-time, full-time, not as a a vegan chef. You have like an 80-hour-a-week job, don't you?
1: I do. I have, I work a lot of hours, but at the same time as cooking, you know, cooking is one of those things that, like relaxing. And so, you know, being able to cook and and do things like that is fun. That's why.
0: Do you think if you're lucky? I'm curious, I because... I've worked at a restaurant and people always think it's so glamorous. And when you do something like for your job, it's never as glamorous as it looks on TV. If you do you think if you had to do this, not had to, but if you decided to do this 80 hours a week, like your regular job, you'd like it as much.
1: I think so. I think that, you know, the only thing that you think about when you're when you're cooking and stuff, you know, the people and stuff, it's like you're on your feet 100 percent of the time and that's tough on you. You know, it's tough on your body. But as far as, you know, being able to create, th- create things and having people go, oh my gosh, that's the best thing that I've ever tried. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's that kind of that, you know, they get the light of, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so wonderful. And it's so good. And then they how keep coming. How do we
0: get money. you out of this job and into this profession? I've been, I've been one of your biggest fan. I am not one of, I'm your biggest fan for years. I've tasted, I know, I know what your food tastes like. I've tasted it. So how do we get you? What do you want? maybe there's an angel. Listen, if you don't, my, my business law teacher at the University of Pennsylvania, Murray B. Dolphman used to say, you don't ask, you don't get. And, you know, we've had shows where like, for example, you know, obviously not everybody watches every show, but when we had Pete, my friend who's a quadriplegic on and he needed a van and an angel investor, a vegan, we can't say who like came by and provided that for him. I mean we had we we raised we did not raise enough in the Indiegogo. Maybe there's somebody watching that either lives in Colorado that can taste your food or that I mean we you you what do you want? You want a restaurant? Do you want a food delivery service? What do you, what, what do you want to do? Let's get you this. Come on. Next year is is in a week. We let's create this right now, guys. Everybody. I mean, that's what we do on New Year's Eve. We never drank anyway, so we don't go out on the road with you know, drunks We make a vision board. Let's make your vision board verbally right now. What does Chef Kelly want to create in this space? And I'll help you and we'll all support you. Right. Guys? Yeah,
1: I would rather I would think that, you know, having a restaurant and stuff is, is very tough business now. And there's so many restaurants that go in and out all the time. Um, and it's hard to find people and stuff, you know, good people to work with you and, and all those kind of things. So I would, you know, I always wanted to do the food delivery because I think that, you know, have it in town and stuff and having people that to be able to have things with their friends and family and, and, you know, if they're homebound or whatever, that they have really good food and they don't have to wear, you know, worry about things like, uh, meals on wheels and those type of things, but they get really healthy food and it's, and it's good and it's pretty. Um, it's all, but, you know, it's all about eye candy I think would be the most
0: fun. And would you want to do that locally? Well, then could you talk to somebody like Mark Gossman, you know, from Whole Harvest, somebody that's already done it so you don't have to reinvent the wheel? Yeah,
1: that's something that I've been looking at. Yeah, because it's definitely a, there's a lot of businesses out there, but there's a lot of businesses that are not necessarily healthy. And that's a lot of the things and stuff, you know, so you can, you can order you know, through all kinds of things, but they, you know, they ship you oil, they ship you, you know,
0: all kinds of things. But whole harvest, whole harvest is Ornish approved. It's Goldhammer yeah. approved. It's 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 always oil free. And then they have an SOS free line. So why don't we have you talk to him? Because if you just that's do it in your town, then we don't get to eat it. True,
1: that's true. And it's and it is a it is a big business and stuff. Boy, if you start shipping things and stuff, you really got to make sure you've got it down, Pat because otherwise and stuff, you know, people return it and don't like it or it doesn't get on time and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a lot of, have, it's a lot of work, but
0: I have a feeling that I have, I don't know why I think that Mark actually lives in Colorado. So will you talk to him? He does. Uh-huh. He lives in Fort Collins. Yep. So what's, what's going on here? Let's get you guys together, at least have a conversation. Would you guys buy Kelly's food if it was widely available? Yeah. Uh, Dixie says hobbies are more enjoyable than a job. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Very true. Um, um, Gina said, I've had whole harvest. It's great. And it's enough food. And I agree, too. You know, I mean, I eat so simply that I don't I don't necessarily need the services of a food delivery service because I can eat the same potatoes and broccoli every day and sweet potatoes. Jeff says he'd absolutely buy. it, But for a lot of people, if they could have I mean, they can see how beautiful your food is. But if they could taste it like I did, then it would be so easy for people to be healthy and vegan. In caps, with three exclamation marks, Jesse says, absolutely would buy Kelly's food. You know, um, Lori would, you know, so uh, Nancy would, Randy would, Colleen would. So, uh, heck yeah, says Randy. Lori says definitely need healthy on meal meals on wheels. Jennifer said I'd buy her food. Why not? So you got enough people. You just I I I'm not I'm not a business maven. I just you know I'm a connector of people, so I can tell you who to talk to. And uh, let's get this because I mean unless you your job isn't watching this right now probably right. No. No. Yeah
1: like yeah, unless they you did, just, they know I cook yeah they know I'm a chef but, on but side. I mean
0: unless you just absolutely love that those 80 hours a week and what I mean if you just love it then I'm who am I to tell you to stop but I see like how much you love this so I'd like you to make money doing what you love you know
1: thank you, thank you. yep I will definitely I will definitely reach out to him and talk to him nice guy I've met him I've met him once on just on a phone call because no. he had shipped us his dinners just to try and one
0: You know time. what? I've, I've done him a bunch of favors. I introduced him to everybody. So not everybody, but the people he wanted to be introduced to, which is quite a lot. And I'm going to send an email and say, I want you to talk to my friend. He will. He's super nice. I can do it on yeah. text, too. So anyway, that's oh. Chef AJ Live, connecting great people with other <laughs> great people, like the great people in the audience, many of whom are future and past guests of this show. And I really appreciate it. Well, Kelly... Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. Don't wait to see you next year. Kelly's show is moving to Friday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Gustavo, who's the last Friday, is moving to Sunday. We're making a few changes next year, shake things up a bit, but Kelly will be back. So thanks Thank so much, Jerry. Enjoy your food for the week.
1: Merry Thank Christmas. you. Happy holidays.
0: We should, have, we should have an episode where Jerry just comes on and eats everything. I think they call that a mukbang, and then he can just sit there yeah. eating. Yeah. He
1: would he would definitely do that. He'd be like, yeah, this is good. And
0: that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry's, a, Jerry's a good eater. Yes.
1: yes. Very
0: yeah. good eater. <laughs> All right. You guys are great. Love you so much. And Love guys, you thank you so much. Merry Christmas or Merry Christmas Eve. Chef AJ doesn't take a day off. And we are having two live shows tomorrow, 8 a.m. Pacific time. I know it's a bit early. But my guest Shane Martin from Shane and Simple wants to be able to spend the day with his family. So he's going to make what he's making for them, which is a vegan French toast casserole. And then at 3 p.m., I know there's some people that maybe don't have places to go and are kind of stuck at home. So I'm going to be coming on with some friends of mine, people that you haven't met, or maybe you have, but they're the moderators of my channel, Jesse and Susanna, and then Pam and Zena, who are the moderators of all my programs. So we're just going to do a hangout, just chat. You can ask me anything. I'm pretty much an open book. Happy holidays, Kelly and Jerry. Happy holidays. Love you. Take care. Love you too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.